0: Yeah. I don't really want no problem with niggas, I don't really want no problem with hoes I'm rope play, know these lanes gon' switch up, but fuck it, that's life, my nigga Gotta know how to rise from the lows to the highs Just open your eyes to this whole enterprise, kick so with a vibrant nose By the damn pistol in a ride, if mama knew about would the fist thrown to the side of my jugular Cause I was a rugged one, running through the hood, becoming another sun cage In a cycle of no good, felt pain, feel pain for the whole hood, nigga Mike Mistakes is what made me a killer, Mics ain't safe, I bang like a real I. Ain't changed still the same, just the real vibe The more you know self, the more you giving real advice Let me feel your energy as you living right Them negative vibes not allowed Them snakes how I will, but I always peep any given night The mode, nigga, how that sound? They gon' always take shots when you not around But well, fuck it, that's the game with these out of bounds Niggas, my game, don't mix up my lane Won't switch, cause you can't be fake when you got a crown nigga. well shit, I don't really know about you But I'ma get money, get money, get money, get They think I give a damn about your crew? You niggas real funny, real funny, real funny, real funny Hey everybody, welcome
1: back. I know I've been MIA because, honestly, life, I'm not going to lie to y'all, um, life is a lot, being black in life is a lot, and I just wanted to, you know, get myself all the way together before I try and come on here and like expand, or not expand, um, and try to use energy that I don't have because I think that that's unfair but this week we're going to talk about the root of that which is burnout I brought on my friend Monet um and we're just going to chop it up so you know do all the things follow us on Instagram at rags2podcast leave a rating drop a comment um share with your friends who you would like to have this conversation with or who you think need this information um, and that's it. Okay, let's go.
2: I'm Monet. My pronouns are she or hers. I am uh, a Washingtonian. And oh, uh <laughs> I am a Solange stan. Um, and if you understand, you know, my identity is just like so... Yeah, I, I, uh, it's so much more than my my work. You know, I'm trying to put more self-worth in myself beyond my work.
3: Interesting. But, yeah, so today, um, well, first, thanks for coming on and, like, talking with me. I've been, like, <laughs> I've been going through it. I just haven't had no energy to record or, like, post content. Yeah. Like, I just, I can't. Because I do it all by myself. Would you so say that you're?
2: So. Yeah. Would you say that you're experiencing burnout?
3: Oh, most definitely. Um, and like, <laughs> we'll definitely about it. It's it's been bad. Like, probably yeah. like the worst set of burnout like I've probably ever had. I don't think I've really experienced it like this before. So it's it's been quite interesting. Yeah. But because like. Yeah of my experience and I know that a lot of other folks are experiencing it right now especially like black women I just really yeah. want to um, talk to a fellow black woman and kind of like talk about your experience with burnout because I know we were kind of just discussing how we were both going through it
2: so yeah, yeah.
3: Um,
2: well thanks so much for having me on your podcast it's such an honor um, and <laughs> it is Um and yeah like I think um it's incredibly important to be having this conversation in general about burnout because I don't think it it was really a term used or like heavily used just like a year or two ago, you know. And I think yeah. most importantly, it's incredibly important to be talking about this now, um you know, since 2020. Um like really for me personally i've really like tapped into i've had to tap into um my mental <laughs> health and my my well-being like more intensely than ever before um but yeah i i i experienced the, the burnout and i don't know if it's like a a post grad thing cuz i think my first year post grad was my first year yeah was like really hard um helps, you know, running into a pandemic and everything. But um I hear you. And uh like I said, it's great, uh it's an honor to be on the podcast talking about burnout with another black woman. Yeah. And so
3: um real quickly just before we jump into it, I wanted to just define burnout. I ended up kind of using the um infographic post that you sent me, which I guess I'll just tag it in the podcast Mm -hmm. description, but basically burnout is like when you're So because of like unreleased stress and just an insane amount of pressure being put on a person because of like work, um, I feel like it expands to like all areas of your life, like work, family, like friends, Mm -hmm. conflict, like spirituality, conflict, whatever, like, just a lot of pressure and, like, intense, like, work um, leads to Mm
2: -hmm.
3: kind of these three things, which are in the infographic, which are emotional exhaustion, um, depersonalization, and decreased sense of accomplishment. And I just Mm -hmm. feel like that's so wild (laughs) because I I feel like the decreased sense of accomplishment one really got me. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, what do you feel, like, really just, like, which one of these is, like, sticking out to you the most? <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I think, like, when I first realized that I was really experiencing burnout, it would have been the third definition that you described, uh, the de- decreased sense of accomplishment. But I also think emotional exhaustion is something that I experience a lot too, and um, you know, with being a black woman in America, there's a lot <laughs> that we yeah, like the emotional exhaustion is just like I'm like <laughs> I'm like that SpongeBob meme where he's like his hands are on his knees and he's like blowing the air out because he's just like so exhausted. That's like, <laughs> like <laughs> um, that that's definitely something that resonates with me. Yeah, I think, like, there's so much of being a black woman and it's such a a blessing to be one. Um, But there's also this weight that, you know, we have to carry. And I'm only speaking as, like, a black, cis, straight, middle-class woman, right? Um, But there there there's so many things you know um that we have to face in our lives um that lead to exhaustion you know um but yeah I I would say that those are the two that like really really resonate with me
3: yeah and so just for further clarification because I totally mentioned this before and I forgot but um emotional exhaustion is like the fatigue that comes from caring too much for too long which I think like the too mm-hmm. much and the too long part are really important. And then depersonalization yeah. is the depletion of empathy, caring, and compassion. So I feel like those two go, like, hand in hand. It's just, like, I literally Definitely. can't do this anymore. Um, and then decreased sense of accomplishment is just an unconquerable – unconquerable I haven't been able to say my words lately. <laughs> sense okay ability, good. feeling that nothing you do makes any difference, which I um, – that was on a spiritual level, which we will get into, but let's just hop into these questions. Um, okay, okay. so I was reading an article about mm-hmm. black women and burnout specifically, and it was saying that uh, that millennials, which are people born between 1981 and 1996, are like the quote unquote burnout generation. How do you do you feel like find truth in that statement? Like, do you feel like they're the ones that kind of took this on first? I don't know how I feel about that.
2: Yeah, uh, that's interesting. I don't think I agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> for someone who identifies as a millennial, even though I was born in 1997, um, that's a whole another dis- discussion uh, we could have. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think uh, millennials are. burnout generation i think burnout is just a new term right but like when you look at like the the physical impact that and, and let's just like clarify burnout is really stress at the end of the day it is this pile of stress that a person has experienced for a prolonged period of time right so what i'm hearing Is, like, millennials being the specific generation that experienced that? No. I think my grandparents, I think my parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, especially, like, with them being black in America, have experienced burnout. But I don't think they have the opportunity, really, to have the discussion of what true, quote-unquote, self-care could and should look like. Or even, like, like, have that privilege, right? Like, um... Like, my grandparents, you know, like, came up to the north through the Great Migration, right? Like, mm-hmm. like that's just a whole another thing to unpack, right? The survival mode. And um, I think, like, you know, our generation, we're still surviving. <laughs> we're trying to. But um, we're definitely experiencing different challenges. But I feel like every generation has experienced burnout. We're just a generation that's tackling mental health and physical well-being, more explicitly, like, we're stating these things. But, like, to- burnout is, like, what I say I would consider toxic stress, and that just has, like, an incredible impact on the body. Um, so I disagree with that, long story short. <laughs> yeah,
3: and also, like, I just feel like, you know, our, like, per- like my grandparents and great-grandparents and, like, things of that nature, like ancestors, I don't think that they really got a chance to realize that they yeah. were like burnt because it was literally, mm-hmm. like, you're going to work or you're going to die.
2: Right. Yeah, because exactly.
3: Literally, I mean, the only things that are certain in life are death and taxes. Like, mm-hmm. and that's, it's just all, like, a capitalistic plot, which is disgusting. Yeah. Uh, result of capitalism. Um. But, yeah, I, I do think that that's, like, 100% facts. Like, I, I – because – you know, I I feel like the only reason why they said that it's millennials who, like, are the burnout generation is because that's what came out after Baby Boomers. And so millennials are, like,
2: uh.
3: kind of the first generation to fully be already in the workforce. Like, it's expected for them to be in the workforce, including women. And so I feel like that's the only reason why they're saying that, because now that women are fully included in the workforce, At least for women, Mm -hmm. like, for women who choose to have children, like, they're experiencing being a parent and working at the same time and, like, being forced to cope with that without having resources to discuss it. So I think that that's probably why they're labeled the burnout generation, which I'm just like, okay, I guess But like you said, like, it just hasn't been discussed before. The term is literally two years old at this point.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I guess like I would be I would be very curious to read the article um to see like what the like just to better understand this argument. But like you said like this is really like a battle against like white supremacy and capitalism, you know? And this um acknowledging how deeply ingrained like efficiency and productivity has been in like every aspect of our lives. And I think like just because of the pandemic, like um I personally have been um more aware of it. Right. Like I have had to stop. Um and like my life has slowed down tremendously. Um and I, I know that's like the case for um quite a few uh people right in this country. Um but also like you know with being having the opportunity and the privilege to like work from home, it's also like thinking about like burnout like for folks who um have had to go to work throughout this pandemic, right oh yeah. and like yeah, like that's like I can't even imagine what kind of burnout that folks um like essential workers and so forth like have been experiencing like I'm talking about burnout for like my home, which is valid, right, but like there's also. I think just in general what I'm saying is, like, the pandemic has, like, really heightened everyone's awareness of this white supremacist capitalist um, obsession this country has on um, productivity, being efficient, you know, that, that yep. thing of, like, time is money, you know, um, and sorry, I don't know if you can hear the sirens, but I live on the main road, <laughs> but I'm Okay, Uh, but yeah, so just, like, us really becoming more aware of this, um, I think that's just, like, what we're all experiencing right now. Um, If, like, or, like, just, like, us, when I say us who are becoming more aware, like, I just, like, really want to acknowledge, like, the privilege that, like, um, at least I am speaking from, um, of, like oh, yeah, like, I I had to, like, slow down. I had the opportunity to slow down and realize, like, how busy my life was. Um, And like I said about the essential workers, like, really taking the time to acknowledge that, like, there are folks in this world, in this country, who have not had the opportunity to slow down because of capitalism, you know? And um, just how it's taken its form um, and how, like, uh, burnout, like, Sorry, I keep going back to this, but um, but I interned with this like organization back in like 2018, um, like at the height of like family separation, um, during the summer. And something I learned that's like just has impacted my life so much is toxic stress, and like how that like just like deeply impacts and affects like a person's body. And like at the time, like I was reading and learning about how it affects children's bodies and um, but it's like obviously not only children right like it's adults, and it's um people who like will have like uh lasting impacts from like the stress, and you know like the stress is coming from capitalism, the stress is coming from um the different uh forms of you know oppression and marginal <clears throat> oppression and marginalization that um folks face in this country, right. Um, and, like, it's just, like, so – it's so uh, – I don't know. Like, I'm just, like, so frustrated by burnout. Like, that's my experience is, like, frustration because, like, folks are just simply trying to survive, you know? And because of, like, white supremacy, because of capitalism and stuff like that, like, these are making these sort of impacts on generations and just, like, starting up from, like, little babies, right? Um, and – yeah, like, we just, like, we just, like, really have to, uh, I don't know, like, it's easier said than done, but, like, it's just so important for us to be resisting these these systems that tell us that you have to work nine to five with your job, you know? You you shouldn't take a vacation um, if you have the, the privilege to do so, so forth. But, yeah, let's jump on the next question, because I think I'm starting to ramble <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh God, yeah, yeah. Um, but no. <laughs> I, I think people need to like hear all the ways that it's systematically basically just fucking us up. But on a on a more personal note, like before your burnout really sets in or like I don't know if you've gone out long <laughs> through burnout periods at this point in life, but like how do you start to feel like kind of right before you get burnt out?
2: Mhm. Um, well, I think, like, the first time I experienced burnout, I didn't realize it until I had the opportunity to rest for a month, um, and I think, like, for me, I am now acknowledging or able to spot that I am experiencing burnout right now, um, oof, I think it just, like, takes... So many forms. Um, I feel like my burnout is definitely. like, hmm. Sorry, I saw these questions ahead of time, and now I'm kind of like, how does burnout show up for me? <laughs> I think it's it's definitely like the you know going back to those definitions that you, you um, you shared and read. I think it's mm-hmm. definitely this huge decrease sense of accomplishment i definitely feel like um feeling like you know nothing i or anything i do is really making a difference or you know um as at least being um valued per se um but there's also just like a huge sense of like fatigue in my body and i think like the pandemic has allowed me to like listen to my body more and i think like in college um in high school and you know, so forth, like, it was so much of a, it was, you know, like, I, I focused so much so heavily on academics and, um, you know, internships and stuff like that, extracurricular activities, where I, I never had the opportunity to really slow down, except during the summer, um, to some extent. But, like, I really feel my body now, like, so physically exhausted. Um, and that's, like, me, like, having to listen to it and be like, okay, I'm going to sleep in no matter what um, I I want to do, you know, or, like, no matter what society says about, like, sleeping in. But, like, I think, like, burnout is really, like, a very physical thing for me. Um, I can really feel it in my body and, like, my ability to do things or inability to do things.
3: Yeah. like I don't – I think only because I've, I haven't really reflected on what type of burnout I might have had in the past. So I feel like I've always mm-hmm. just, like, it's constantly going. Like, when I was in middle school, like, that's when I first started running track, and, like, that was the main thing that mm-hmm. I did high school. Like, I, like, was in, like, honors and AP classes and did track and did multiple clubs and then kind of kept that same thing going in college and, you know, got to this mm-hmm. level of, like, you know, you – you imagine yourself doing things like being president of an org and like being part of a team and like how glorious those moments can be and how glorious those positions are. And you get up there and then you're just like, okay, but you have to still keep going. And so I feel like I, I never stopped going until the pandemic hit. Yeah. And even then it wasn't a, it wasn't a burnout. It was like, Kind of just like a point of realization. Like I really looked back and I was like, I was literally in college, working three jobs, doing the sport. Mm. Like I had a broken bone in my foot and was still like mm. running all my events, like doing my very best. Jeez. Like was still like in class doing my senior study, and I'm just looking back and I'm like, Yeah, what the fuck was I on? Like,
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
3: And it's wild because that, even that wasn't a point of burnout. The point of burnout that I had literally yeah. happened um, maybe a month ago because, you know, I've been applying mm-hmm. to jobs for over a year now. I've been able yeah. to work, but it, it fluctuates so often. So, like, that feeling of burnout when you work at, you know, you do public, not public service jobs, but, like, when you do, like, like working at Starbucks. Like, that was the Yeah, amazing. food
2: industry, yeah.
3: Um, like doing multiple internships and unpaid positions just to get "quote unquote" experience—that yeah. was ridiculous, really, you know. I think yeah. I got to a point being set up before I got burnt out. Mm. Like I got to where I was like, I can't do unpaid work anymore because I can see what this looks like in the long run, and it doesn't look good. But
2: yeah,
3: what yeah, he was like, I was actually going after this position, and we had talked about it separately. But I was going after this position for this program this entertainment program that I really, really, really wanted to be in. And, like, I wanted to be in since, like, my senior year of college and got to the Mm -hmm. final round and, like, did the final round interview and was nervous and anxious for days and, like, imagining myself if I did get it and if I got to move to, like, this big city and experience all these things. And then I got an email saying that I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. But the part that really, like, it wasn't the fact – it was the fact that I got it, but that I didn't get it, but then also the fact that people I knew got it, and it was just, like, mm. I was, like, that close to, like, glory, quote unquote, even though work shouldn't be that glorious, but I was that close to glory, and I just, I slipped and fell, and it was, like, I fell into the worst possible burnout that I could have ever experienced. Like, it, it's wild. Um, yeah, but I, I think we'll get yeah. more into that in the question. So like, yeah, so I know you're saying that you are going to sleep in regardless of what society says and what they think. So like, how else do you think you navigate through your burnout period, or like, what does that <laughs> like, what does that look like for you?
2: Yeah, um, well, I was just thinking of like the other like signs or like um, I don't know symptoms of burnout that I experienced, and that's like. Um like headaches, you know, um, like a lot of anxiety, uh, mm-hmm. being pretty irritable. <laughs> um, you know, even insomnia. Insomnia was like a huge one that I, I uh experienced. Um, but like I'm yeah. trying really hard to uh yeah, like figure out like what's best for me to like combat my burnout. And sometimes it's like quite frankly, it's like taking a day off um like i'm fortunate enough to work for a company that has unlimited uh pay time off oh what that's a thing yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um i'm I'm really fortunate with that um and my company also has a uh rest period so we had Mm -hmm. a winter or winter rest where uh we had a month off and then um we'll have a summer one as well but um you know, I, I know that's like one in a million, right? That's like, that's not a normal thing in companies. Um, but I have been really trying to move a lot. I realized that like movement uh, is so crucial for me.
3: So mm-hmm.
2: um, <laughs> sometimes I will Google, um, this is so embarrassing. Sometimes I will Google just dance videos because <laughs> I don't have a Wii or, or a PlayStation or anything. Um and <laughs> one of my favorites <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I just like I used to play just dance all the time in high school. Um and then I didn't have a Wii in college, so like I guess parties took that uh substituted the dancing on the in front of the computer T V. But anyways, mm-hmm. so all I like, do is just dance. Uh it's uh Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. That's like one oh, of my, my favorite God. ones. And I uh, I will literally be in like the worst mood ever. But I, like, throw that on, and it's just, like, a smile just, like, takes over my face. Um, But, yeah, I also really like to go on, like, mindful walks. Um, I love walking around D.C., Um, so sometimes I'll go on a walk for an hour or longer, and it may be, like, the same route or a different route. But, like, I um, was walking home the other day, and just, like, I stopped. And just, like, look at trees and, like, touch them. And this is, like, really, like, you know, basic. But, like, kind of being able to feel still in a in a world that doesn't really allow that. Um, yeah. And also biking has been really helpful for me. Um, it helps me get to my destinations faster. But it's also, like, really making me, like, move my body as well, you know, along with running. So, for me, like, it's a huge, like, physical thing. Um, both, you know, not being physically active but also being physically active if I'm able to. And um, also for me, um, yeah, just, like, really taking better care of my health. Um, Eating better. Like, I've cut out dairy. Uh, I I eat, like, a primarily plant-based diet. So I do Mm -hmm. occasionally eat, like, seafood and stuff. Um, And also, like, straight up, like, therapy. (laughs) Like, Like, yeah, I think, oh, a major thing for me was, like, when I realized that I was really experiencing burnout and it wasn't like just from like, you know, like working or like having to, like I spent some time, quite some time, like looking for a job and stuff. but um, then it was also like navigating the summer, you know, and the uprisings and the constant violence, anti-Black violence that like uh, Black people experienced. But it was like some personal things that happened. And I like realized I was like, no, I can't keep doing this biweekly. Um, so I had a very serious conversation with my therapist where we came to, uh, understanding and agreement that like, I should be having weekly sessions. Um, and I was fortunate to be able to have that conversation with my therapist, but like, I really just like had to up my game with therapy, you know, like really like take it head on. Um, because that's like crucial with burnout for me. Um, yeah. What about you? How do, how do you try to combat it?
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll definitely say at the beginning of this period. Like I'm literally this week is me starting to actually fully come out of like the burnout period that I was in, which is wild. Like yeah. actually honestly it might have just started either yesterday or today. So or maybe today. Mm-hmm. So yesterday like a full day of rest. But um mm-hmm. the ways that I try to combat burnout, um, I mean also, when I was reading the infographic, it's talking about how burnout is just the result of like not completing a stress cycle, and so yeah. it'll be like, you know, a, a very stressful event happens, and we're in our early mm-hmm. twenties, so a lot of stress, <laughs> and we're in a pandemic, and we're black, so like stress <laughs> is literally like, stress is literally in the fucking air. I just breathe that shit. Yeah, out. whatever. Basically. Um, so I, I like to work out um in order to help relieve mm-hmm. stress. It's not just like, oh, go exercise. One specific exercise that really helps me relieve stress is ball slams, which is basically where you get, like, a medicine ball or, like, one of the weighted balls that are probably, like, you know, oh. five pounds, and, like, yeah. you literally, like, pick the ball up over your head and then you just thrust, like, you slam it onto the ground. And when I tell Mm. you literally focus all your energy or, like, whatever the hell pissed you off or whatever has got (laughs) you, like, completely just in shambles, if you focus all that into that ball, I promise you, it's, like, game-changing. That's one of the things. (laughs) I'm also very intentional with nature, so, like, I like to go hiking. Yeah. Uh, When I don't have that luxury, I'll just, like, go literally just walk outside my house and just stand outside for a second. Um, yeah. I know I am speaking from a place of privilege to be able to afford therapy because there was definitely a yeah. time when I afford therapy, like during this year, like during this pandemic, there was a time period where I couldn't see my therapist for maybe a solid month or two. And when I tell you yeah. that, it was tough. Um, so yeah. journaling helped a lot as like an alternative. Journaling helped a lot. Um hmm And. Trying to just, I, I really took some time to enjoy moments of laughter with my friends. Like, I know that, like, yeah. what really makes me happy is, like, spending time with my friends and laughing with them or just, like, creating mm-hmm. memories. That actually, like, I don't think that I'm all the way an extrovert, but that just always seems to bring me joy, not in the not in the way that, like, when it's over, I'm, like, ready to stay up all night, like, no, I will definitely go to bed by 1230, because I'm a fucking grandma, but, (laughs) but, like, that just makes me really happy to, like, if I'm, like, able to randomly call somebody or text somebody or, like, Mm -hmm. if I'm memes, like, I have a friend who the only thing we do is, like, trade fun facts about our lives with each other, and then sometimes, like, that starts a conversation, so, like, the other day, like, I was talking to him about my um, my sandwich order, and, like, you know, that, like, things like that made me happy, so I think the main thing <laughs> that I've on in this burnout stage was really just, like, rest, like, I slept if I wanted to sleep, I, yeah, I slept if mm-hmm. I wanted to sleep, and then also just, like, doing things that really brought me joy, um, mm-hmm. and, like, you know that that sense of stillness that you're talking about is so important because, like, we really don't get to stop, and um, we
2: don't. <laughs>
3: that's that's something that I I kind of want to talk about. I will get back to this other question. I um, so how do you feel like? First of all, do you know what like girl boss culture and like grind culture is? <laughs> I feel like they're have- Okay, great.
1: Okay, fortunately,
2: so, like, <laughs> yeah
3: how do you feel like social media has been helping or like hindering burnout culture or like hindering individuals from coming out of burnout culture? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think, I mean, a huge thing is the algorithm and who you follow, right? Um, mm-hmm. That I think that's huge. Like I think, um, you know, it all depends on who you follow. However, I, I do see people really, like, talk about how, um, you know, they worked five jobs and they own their own business and this and that. You know, it's that girl boss grind culture. And I think it's, yeah, like, be really not doing... great. Go
3: ahead. <laughs> I was just saying, like, I'm not doing that.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm not doing that. You know, I think it's, like, also really funny, like, it's not funny, but it's, like, you know, they're like always those articles about like, uh, like this man walked uh ten miles to work every day, um, and was never late, um, and like, you know, those kind of stories and like it's like kind of um I don't know if that's necessarily grind culture, but it's like survival culture and then like books are like fortunate enough to be able to like get that company that they worked for, but yeah I think like social media doesn't like. Uh, reveal or share like the the negative aspects of either grind culture or girl boss culture, right? Like, okay, cool. You, you've worked like (laughs) 10 jobs, you know, um, and all that stuff. But like, there's no way that like, um, that's, that's, that's not healthy. That's that's not the, that shouldn't be the norm, you know, for people to be able to be uh, quote unquote successful. Right. Um, I really think, you know, the bad side of social media and I, I really do love social media um but I think the bad side of it is like people aren't going to share their entire story or uh even omit you know some of these hardships, and sometimes people do right, but um mm-hmm. you know it's that's not gonna get you likes, you know like no one's talking about like no one's Instagram famous you know for having ten jobs and then starting their own company and then their company failing. <laughs> Like, that's not (laughs) celebrated. (laughs) Like, like, there are plenty of people who are entrepreneurs, you know, and, like, have participated in those cultures and, like, have not gotten what they worked so hard for, right? Um, And I think it also really feeds into, like, individualism, which, like, you know, when you're talking about, like, your friend, like, talking to your friend or, like, sending memes or whatever, like, it's, like, really important to, like, talk about community and, like, how community can, like, be a factor against burnout culture and just, like, simply talking about, like, these symptoms or, like, your experiences, you know, um, because, like, life isn't meant to be uh, navigated alone. It's meant to be, like, navigated with with your community and with, like, those who love and care about you. But, yeah, that's all I think social media, like, really feeds into it. It's only, like, the positives. Um or like really extreme cases, but where rarely are we being shared the, the absolute negatives, of the failures, you know?
3: Yeah i I just want to take a moment to talk about like the full on toxicity of LinkedIn. Like, oh, I, I think in, oh, theory, <laughs> in theory, in theory, LinkedIn is a great <sighs> okay. business professionals get to connect and talk about business, and just have a platform for that. Or, like, you know, people who are trying to break into a certain industry can easily find somebody who's in the industry and connect with them and talk about that. Uh, The thing that LinkedIn culture has kind of birthed is, like, this, like, need to, like, overcompensate, or, like, this kind of, like, Mm braggadocious culture where, like, like you're like mm-hmm. you, know, you only win, only the things that you in like. Then that's what's constantly on your feed is just like people winning, which is not a bad thing. Like I really love to see everybody win, but when it's during right. a time like this, where literally the world is in fucking shambles, the amount of people who are unemployed is like disastrous. It's so crippling. I remember there was a point in time where. I was probably, like, at the peak of applying to jobs and just trying to get something, like, and I would have to go on LinkedIn and I would only be able to stay on for, like, maybe, like, five minutes before I started having an anxiety attack because Mm. I would just see people who were, like, either my age or younger being, like, congratulate so-and-so on starting their new position at XYZ company. And it would, like, mm-hmm. be a company that I wanted to work for, especially because I want to work in media. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, trying to break in, I'm just like, you know, you look and you're like, I'm happy for you, but, like, what the fuck did you do? Mm-hmm. I think LinkedIn has also made people think that, like, networking is easier than it is. <laughs> Yeah, Or, like, old it's heads make working working thing easier than it is. Like, old heads are like, oh, like...
2: Do you just this, say old heads? Yeah. Like, <laughs> old heads.
3: You're like, oh, oh like, I know this, what old heads
2: means. That's funny. Yeah. yeah,
3: like, people who are, like, you know, senior, like, CEOs of companies and stuff. Like, no, not not yeah. People who have been in the workforce for a long time, like, they're just like, oh, just, like, you know, all I had to do was walk into the building and ask for a job, and they started me, like... <laughs> in the mail room. And I'm like, baby, we can't do that anymore. People have security.
2: Right, that too. We're also in a pandemic, so there's, like, no physical places to walk into. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really, really don't like LinkedIn anymore. I used to love it. Like, I don't know if we ever talked about this in college, but I would, like, literally talk about how much I love LinkedIn. Um, I really don't know why. Um, maybe it was me being uh, a victim of capitalism and this, this uh, productivity uh, scheme, but um, yeah. yeah, no, I think like LinkedIn is awful. Like I'm on it. <laughs> um, I I uh, like posts, but I really don't. I actually like don't like it at all. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of like this bragging thing, which like I think it's always good for. I think it's important for us to celebrate our accomplishments. But I think it goes back to me, like, mentioning those stories of, like, people saying, like, I worked, you know, like, uh, five jobs, and I was a full-time student, and I was also president of this club, and I also volunteered X amount of hours. And, like, that is, like, literally not, like, we shouldn't live in a society where that is, like, the norm, or, like, people have to go above and beyond to, like, feel accomplished, or, like, actually, like be accomplished in any aspect right like you shouldn't have to be an 18 year old being a part of like 50 clubs and have a job and also do an internship and then be an honor roll student to like like that shouldn't be like a focus of 18 year olds like I, if i could go back in time i wish i could tell my 18 year old self to like do what you like want to do like just like, truthfully like figure out what your passions are or like my college self like because, like, LinkedIn, you know, like, you get all those stories, and you're like, I have to do this X, Y, Z to be able to get a good job. And then you're, like, here, now, right? And you did everything right. But mm. um, the world, like, doesn't work like that. And I wish I could go back until, like, College Monet to, like, have a little bit more fun, you know? Um, but, like, LinkedIn is, like, that site where, like, you, you hear these extreme stories. And, like, sometimes it's, like low, like, kind of like people, like, Trauma bonding or like trauma sharing um and like I think it's important for us to share our experiences, but like at the same time, it's like um like i don't I don't want to live in a world where people have to work so many jobs um just to finally be able to get a a job that then um like a stable amount of income that allows them to you know do whatever they want to do, like be able to afford food <laughs> or a nice apartment you know, stuff like that. Um, But, yeah, LinkedIn is the the worst. (laughs) It's the worst. Yeah.
3: And I think, like, I mean, you know, I don't think that LinkedIn is the only issue. Like, I think another thing that people need to stop doing is, like, when people are in a transitionary period of their lives, and that's very obvious, like, say, like, graduating from college or like finishing school or you just finished like getting a trade or like some mm-hmm. major life occurred, like I would really love it if folks would stop asking me like, Oh, so what are you doing for work? as like an introduction introduction to a conversation like
2: move to DC
3: then <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> literally I'm like I'm trying to make sure that I'm not unemployed. How about that? <laughs> like, I was yeah. About my degree. Can we <laughs> celebrate that first? Can we celebrate me getting my degree yeah. first before you ask me what I'm doing for work? Like, can we literally just sit in this moment right here and not worry about what I'm doing because, like, everybody does it, and I mean everybody. Yeah. Like, I was at the store with my mom yesterday, and the shoe lady was asking me what I do for work, and quite frankly, mm. it's fucking business what I'm doing, bro. <laughs> I mean, yes,
2: it's it's no one's business of like what other people are doing to earn money. But I think like the main the problem is really like how much of an emphasis we put onto our professional lives, right? Like like I think like we're it's so deeply ingrained in us from like such an early age. Like the first question people ask kids are, what do you want to do when you grow up? Not like what do you like or sometimes it's like what do you like to do for fun? But like adults love love to ask me at least when I was little like what do you want to do when you grow up like who do you want to be it wasn't like what are you like gonna do for fun Monet or like what do you really see about like what do you daydream about your life beyond your career like I literally had like I think one of my burnout like when I had like my major burnout um session or whatever like recently it was like me like coming to terms with like how much I've like also like deeply uh identified with like any professional accomplishment, right? And like but and like I was having this burnout of exhaustion because like it wasn't going accordingly to plan. Like I thought how the world slash your professional life is supposed to go. This is like going beyond burnout, but like like I think it's like the the way that like we like just so heavily rely on like our job to like create some sort of joy. And like yes it is important to like, you know, have a good job you know, to pay bills. But, like, that's what should be the goal, right? Like, for us to pay bills, um, you know? But, like, what's more important is, like, what's providing you joy. Wait, sorry, this sounds, like, super privileged. And, like, I think survival is, like, key. But I also just, like, want us to, like, take a second to, like, acknowledge, like, just how much worth society and other people put in, like, your job you know like not respecting people who are those essential workers right but like putting more respect to those who are like lawyers or whatever um yeah but i also acknowledge like like i have a job but like honestly like um i think it's just like so important for us to like like we need jobs like we need to be able to like afford uh you know we need to be able to pay our bills we need to be able to keep water on uh running in our our homes and like electricity on, but like that, like what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that like there there's so much more to life than your job, and um working shouldn't be like that sense of fulfillment. Like, unfortunately, it is right, but it shouldn't be that right. Like people who want to work a part time job at a coffee shop and maybe get another part time job at I don't know doing whatever. Um, shouldn't have to worry about ends meet because like life isn't meant to be like working solely, but like, that's what burnout, like for me, my burnout has been like um, having to learn that, you know, and results of my burnout has been learning about like, I can't allow my life to center, be centered or focus around my professional life because I spent quite some time looking for a job and it wasn't working out at all. And then I was losing like, like I was losing myself, my identity and stuff like that. Like, who am I if I don't have a job? Who am I if I'm not productive? Yeah, this is totally going off topic. I'm sorry. <laughs> no,
3: th- no, that's fact, because I, I actually, like, whew, yeah, I actually, like, I talk to myself about these things every day, and I think another reason why it's like that is because I don't know if this sounds, like, cocky, or if it sounds, like, ungrateful, but I think From the time that I was just, like, here and able to understand what people were saying, everybody was just like, oh, you're going to be so great. You just have this about you that you're going to be so great. You're going to be amazing. You're going to change the world. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to do – and I'm just like, yo, everybody is putting these, like, you know, low-key, like, expectations on my head, and
2: I'm
3: just like – Yeah. This shit is heavy.
2: That it, super and, black woman, even though you yeah, were, like, a little girl when you first hear that?
3: Like, Heard especially that, yeah. just, like, when you really want to be great just for yourself or, like, you have a vision for yourself and it's not going how you planned. Like you said, like, I think that <laughs> can option to burnout because it's just, like, your brain is literally overworking itself trying to figure out how you're going to meet everybody else's expectations. When really, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, sometimes it's just too hard to say that, like, people's expectations don't matter to you. Like, especially yeah. when, like, it's family or, like, you know, I I was just talking about this yesterday. Like, I didn't even realize that on my dad's side, like, I'm first gen. Like, I'm a first mm-hmm. gen writer. And I,
2: mm.
3: and because I've had pressures from so many other areas of my life, I didn't even have time to stop and think about that other one pressure,
2: like, mm.
3: of just, like, yeah. being great. Because being a black woman itself, and even, like, you know, like, I'm speaking from a point of privilege where, like, I'm a cis black woman who is fortunate to, you know, currently live in a, in a middle-class family household. Because it hasn't always been like that, but anyways, like being a black woman is mad fucking exhausting, bro. I'm yeah. exhausted. Like, yeah. Even without her, like police brutality, is exhausting the fuck out of me, and it hasn't even personally touched my life yet. It's just touched mm-hmm. other black people that I can that I internalize personally because it's just like wow, that really could be somebody that I care about, or now that like, or you know. Big like sexism in literally all areas of your life. Or, like, (sighs) in sexism to such an extensive rate that a man could literally murder you for you rejecting him. Like, why the fuck do I have to carry that burden when I just want to walk down the fucking street? That shit is exhausting. And it's just, like, it's getting to a point where it's impossible to just live and do things. Simply based on identity which is fucking wild and i'm just like how mm-hmm. like how are people like letting go of like things and just saying that they simply don't matter um which kind of brings you to like i guess we'll cover yet okay these are wrapping this up um like it, it brings you to the question of like you know what parts of life are you like finding fulfilling and like how are you like using that to kind of bring you out of like a burnout period
2: yeah Um, hmm. I think um, just like getting to wow well well, yeah I think it it goes back to like us talking about those sort of expectations that are so um, early on uh, pressed onto us um, of being like a young black woman, young black girl um, who had dreams, who, ha- who has dreams, aspirations, and stuff like that. And I think like just so much of my life has been me wanting to make like others happy. And like, um, and I- I'm getting to a point. <laughs> But like, um, you know, wanting to make others happy and like living my life so much through others, you know, whether it's like how they perceive me, what I know would make people happy, um, you know, kind of like taking care of others before I, uh, prioritize myself. And I believe in like community care. I believe like collectively, like we, we need to heal each other and like everything like that. But, um. Yeah, it's been, like, a lot of, like, fulfillment and just, like, getting to know myself better. I'm 24, (laughs) Um, so very, very young. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's also just, like I said uh, earlier in our conversation, just, like, really removing myself from society's um, huge emphasis on productivity and capitalism and placing my worth in, like, my professional work, you know, Um, and just like kind of, uh, steering away from this perfectionism, uh, understanding and mentality. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I I picked up hobbies, you know, um, and I actually have hobbies now, um, which is really (laughs) fulfilling to me. Like, uh, my hobbies have always been so, so, uh, career focused, you know, Mm. um, it's always been, you know, what do I, like, it hasn't always been, but it, it's definitely been, like, um, like I've always thought in some aspect, like, how will this help me in the future? Or, like, I may not even think about it, and someone's like, oh, that's going to look so good on your resume, you know, like, those kind of comments. And now, like, I promise you, no one's going to tell me, me playing um, When the Saints Come Marching In on my piano, <laughs> at, like, <laughs> beginner's level is going to help me get a job. It might it might actually ruin my chances of getting a job. Um, or, um, yeah, like, just, like, I, I read poetry now and, like, kind of play with art. Um, and just being able to, like, creatively, like, express myself. Being able to express myself in a creative manner is, like, really um, helping me a lot. Um, yeah, I, I think those are, like, the main ones.
3: Yeah, I feel like, for me, it's just, um, my therapist, like, taught me this, but she was just talking about, like, identifying moments where, like, I'm clearly about to have an anxiety spiral and just, like, Mm -hmm. nipping it in the bud. Not nipping it in the bud, but just, like, you know, talking to myself and being like, hey, Corey, this is you and your anxiety. Kind of like, with the little emotions and stuff, and everybody cries at the end. And it's a, Wait, what? I don't know. They're, like, all, you know, there's, like, the angry one, and then there's, like, the sad one, and they're all in, like... Oh, the Emoji
2: know, movie? Friends. Oh, wait, no, that's not the Emoji movie. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, it is not. It's, it's the <laughs> Pixar one. <laughs> just the emoji movie. Uh Is it, like, Inside Out or something? I just watched yeah. that for the first time this year. That movie. Yes, that does, mm.
3: I think that is, like, the biggest tip that I've learned that's really helped me a lot. Like, it sounds like, no, bitch, that's not going to fucking help you. Of course you have anxiety, like, but it really does. No. Like, you, you take a moment to stop because really an anxiety spiral is just, like, your thoughts consistently just going and firing like a damn cannon, like, and so just taking moments mm-hmm. to stop and just, like, really, you know, rationalize how everything literally means nothing um and no I no sorry
2: I I don't mean to cut you off I was just gonna say I think that's that's huge I think us being present with ourselves and our emotions um is really really important right like I mean I'm not a mental health expert or professional but like you said with you working in therapy about this like Realizing, like, like addressing these emotions that you're feeling, and like for me, it's like me addressing addressing these, and also reminding myself when it's the negative ones that it's not permanent, you know? Yeah. Um, and how, um, you know, like I I will make my way through them. But yeah. Yeah,
3: I mean, at the end of it all, it's probably just between that. And then cooking, cooking is like mad stress relief for me. I think it always has it just because, I don't know,
0: have
3: you, ever, like, have you found your way to the, the the side of TikTok or Reels or wherever where they just like literally like cooking Reels and they have the sound of like the cooking <laughs> and like the ingredients mixing and the sizzling of the meat?
2: Yeah. Like,
3: I just, I don't know, when I cook, like, I feel like, my favorite person in the entire world. And there's nobody that's, like, mm. good at cooking as me. Even though they're, like, chef
2: like, <laughs> Michelin stars,
3: like. I, just I love food that. Food and, like, securing that moment. And I'm just like, yeah, like, I just fucked that shit up. And then, you know, getting that <laughs> wine. And it's really over. Learning mm-hmm. more about wine has also been interesting, like, interestingly enough, let, like, stress-relieving I hope it doesn't lead to mm. me being public, but like you know, for now it's good. I don't think um, so. Okay, me either. Um, I really hope <laughs> that's kind of wild. Um, but
2: you know, being mindful of your actions, you know, I think can help you navigate that if that's yeah. a, a true concern. Yeah. But okay. I don't know. I I do you think that like your your way of um. I wouldn't say coping, right? But mm-hmm. I, I feel like through our conversation, we've talked so much about, like, like individual, like, actions and stuff like that. I said you did talk about like, your friend a little bit. But, like, I think that for me, like, because I've really learned so much about burnout in semi-isolation and, like, quarantine, I'm so curious, like, how it's going to change. Because it's obviously going to constantly be evolving. But, like I'm really like thinking, like I'm a true extrovert, like I love being around people so much, but like, um, like, how am I gonna change like my actions post pandemic because we we are kind of getting close to the end of at least quarantine or like a you know a more stricter side of it, and it's like you know i I just wonder how we will be able to re-enter the world and, like, make sure that we're not being susceptible to these major burnout, um, major things that we've done in our our lives before the pandemic that led to burnout, even though we weren't aware of it, right? Like extreme commuting and stuff.
3: Yeah. Or socializing
2: Uh, so much.
3: Yeah. I was chatting with somebody the other day, and I think that, some things just simply like won't be normalized to be in person anymore. Like, um, like networking with somebody and being like, "Oh, like, do you want to grab coffee?" You can literally just be like, "Oh, you know, can we hop on like a Google Meet call or something?" Like, that would just mm. be much than me sitting in traffic for forty-five minutes to meet you for coffee. To have maybe like a 15 to 20 minute conversation that might go good really good or really 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 bad because they really only go
2: mm-hmm.
3: um and <laughs> you know waste more gas to go back home like i feel like, mm-hmm. like that are actually gonna be online or like you know meetings where we're where it's just literally one person addressing everybody can be online like i don't need mm-hmm. a monday morning brief in person anymore you can literally give me my Monday morning brief on a Zoom call. And I think those mm-hmm. are. Those, I mean, you know, I think a balance between Zoom and in person events is really going to be what's best for us because people are burnt out from like Zoom events too. I mean, I was burnt out. <laughs> I'm burnt from
2: out from time Zoom. Time.
3: <laughs> I was burnt out by the time that May of 2020 hit. I was done with Zoom. I was like, you will not catch mm-hmm. me at any Zoom event. I'm sorry. I know that, like, it's an honor to be a part of all these orgs and clubs and shit like that. Yeah. But I I, I cannot (laughs) muster up the energy to put on an outfit or a shirt or beat myself to get get on the screen. You really have me so fucked up because I'm just – I'm the best in person. So to expect for me to be that person in my own home, that's (laughs) not
2: Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's real. That's real. That's oh hard. man! But. I, 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 I just felt so much of that burnout through those words. You were like, "I am over it."
3: Oh man. <laughs> I remember, because, um, I mean, some people find gratification from, like, you know, being in the house so long and just being bummy all the time and, like, you know, having an opportunity to put a dress on and put a fit on. But I'm just, like, I'm putting on this fit to sit on my couch. My couch. <laughs> Yeah, no, I
2: wasn't really about that.
3: And, like, you know, coming from Atlanta
2: culture. Wow, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. Like, coming from,
3: like, Atlanta culture, like, It's either Mm. such or such There is no in-between. So if I'm coming to an event... Same with Ohio culture. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But if I'm coming to an event, it's either such or go home. I cannot say I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and come, like, half-bummy to a fucking (laughs) event. Like, that's... I, I, I could never. I would be ashamed of myself, like... Well, baby, I'm not hopping on a Zoom call with a fully Zoom face. You just, I'm not the one. Um, and that's really it. But to, to close on
2: like Boundaries,
3: yeah. Yeah. Boundaries need to be established. And the boundary mm-hmm. is, if I'm attu- uh, attending a Zoom call, my camera is allowed to be off. hmm That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. (laughs) I'm listening. You don't need to see my face to know I'm listening. Stop it.
2: Um, I support it. Mm -hmm. Thank
3: you. Yeah. I think. Lastly, kind of just to like, you know, wrap up and and on a lighter note, if there was like a play like your (laughs) out playlist, what would like your top three songs be?
2: Well. Whoa, I wasn't ready for this one. Wait, it's my what playlist? What kind of playlist?
3: Like your burnout playlist. And
2: oh. I'm, I'm going to take um, Wow. So this is, like, is this, like, what I listen to when I'm burn, burned out? Or is it, like, what I listen to to get myself out of my burnout? Um. play
3: whatever you want, dude. I... I for me, it's like when I'm in my burnout, I don't feel like listening to music. So, like maybe what you do to bring yourself oh. out?
2: Okay. Yeah, I I forgot to like mention like a thing I do, uh, to like combat my burnout is listen to a lot of music. Like I I listen to way too too much music, and I talk about it all the time. So I'm surprised you didn't bring it up earlier. Um. Oh my gosh, I love this. <laughs> um, so. Stevie Wonder has been a critical part of my realization of burnout and Stevie Wonder has been critical in me, like, oh my gosh, sorry, I'm, like, literally freaking out because I love this so much, um, (laughs) oh my gosh, I can't do, like, a particular song, so I'll just give you artists, I'm cheating, uh, Stevie Wonder is, like, a go-to artist, uh, whether I'm currently, like, experiencing burnout or I'm not, but I- sense that I may be you know entering that sort of realm of the world uh, of my life Uh, Solange uh, forever and always because she's my queen she is my queen Uh, I love Solange so much Uh, and I think like she talks about like just the everyday lives of being a black woman and like you know like her music helps me feel very seen Um, and I could have an entire TED talk about launch. and then um, I think oh I think uh, oh my gosh I think like my third artist would be probably like Tyler the creator Um, (laughs) (laughs) I really really got into discography and like I've gone through like super early Tyler and that's like when I go like to hardcore Tyler rapping like from like Odd Future you know like that's like me like in peak burnout i'm I'm kind of frustrated you know because i know that i'm burnout and stuff like that and then there's like flower boy and igor and then like maybe i'm sensing a burnout coming but i'm going to try to listen to these artists and specifically tyler to get my way out of it um so yeah all three black artists uh <laughs> but um all i think very different but oh yeah. my gosh sorry i love music thank you for that
3: no, you're welcome. I'm gonna like do mine too, because I, I stopped about the question and um it's interesting. So mine are not all black artists. But two out of three are black artists, so you know I I got close. But uh, I think it just shows like the range of music taste. So the first yeah. one is gonna be like when I'm in like my funk it's gonna be overall like Mama's gun, Erica Badu, I do like the album, but specifically the song. Oh. Bag Lady is gonna get me through it every single time. <laughs> every single time, especially when she gets to the <laughs> like the bridge and she is, oh my gosh, yes. Um, and then I really like I, I can't do this. I like because I'm from Atlanta. This is natural, but Nasty Girl on Camera um, by Gunna, which is like the song mm. that like down the highway to. I I really see down the highway to that all really bad um if my mom is listening to this I don't go above 85 mom I I promise
2: I was gonna say if your mom's listening to this uh you're just kidding yeah
3: (laughs) JK all jokes all jokes right here um and then my last one is actually from (laughs) my last one is from the Shrek soundtrack it's called Bad Reputation yeah it's the what Shrek is fighting all the, like, night Stop. when he sings. I uh... will <laughs> have to go watch Shrek tonight.
0: <laughs> Wait, this okay. Of I, finger, I know the song.
2: I'm not even judging you, but I need to know, like, did you discover the song from Shrek? Yes. Oh, good. Yes.
3: <laughs> like, the lyrics of the, like, the main lyric of the song is, like, I don't give a damn about my bad reputation. And I don't. Oh, that one. Yes. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Yes, that one. Oh,
3: that's a great song. It's a great song. Um, other honorable mentions: "Black Is King" by Beyonce.
2: Um, anything mm-hmm. Earthling. Um, yes. Wait. So you're breaking the rules three. You limited me to three, but I'm still I'm still present. But and you did all up.
3: artists. You did all artists. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. What, it's, which it's, Earth,
2: Wind, and Fire song then? If you're gonna oh, just name uh, drop them.
3: Oh my gosh, I, there's just so much content. It feels like almost unfair. Um, mm. to have to choose. I feel like. <laughs> Jeez. Boogie Wonderland might be, like, one of my favorite Earth, Wind, and Fire songs
2: ever. I'm just going to say there's a really good just dance dance to that. Uh, oh, my guess So I would recommend you Googling <laughs> that. I'm learning, like, kind of doing the dance moves right now as we talk. Um, just kidding. Um, I think – I think also, sorry, I know you're, like, three songs, and I was, like, three artists, and now I'm going to say genre, but I think, like, Motown is, like, really, really good, because it Motown's just so much soul, right? Yeah. And, like, yeah. there's so many emotions wrapped up in, like, one song, and I think it's, like, really powerful, a really powerful genre, because you get to hear, like, people's, I mean, it's not great to hear, like, pain isn't great, but you, like, really hear the pain and the joys and the sorrows that people, like, experience in life. And it kind of, like, helps for me. It feels very, like, it's a very community-based genre. And so, like, you think Earth, One & Fire is, like, yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, right. Because I also I'm, love Earth, One & Fire a lot.
3: I'm looking at my 70s music playlist right now, and it's just, like, it's doing everything for me. Like, but, yeah, that is... Um, that is it. That is burnout. I really appreciate you coming on here and, like, chatting with me about this. This is probably, like, the longest episode I've ever had, to be honest. An hour and
2: <laughs> I really- Oh, my gosh.
3: That's good, though. Oh, wow. Yeah, I
2: didn't realize the time.
3: That's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm really just going to, like, get off here and shower and go to, like, you know, do my little wind-down routine.
2: Yeah.
3: And get it all the way to. Well,
2: thanks so much for having me on here and being vulnerable with me talking about our burnout. Um I really I really appreciate it.
3: Of course, it was so fun. We're gonna have to this
2: hop on a to catch up though. Yes, we will. We will. We'll have to talk more about burnout and yeah. life itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well yeah, thanks again for having me. Um
0: Real eyes about the fake and the truth The hate and the love and the hate be from you The love from a place that is loyal to whom be loyal to you, my nigga true. I don't really know about you But I'ma get money, get money, get money, get Think I give a damn about your crew You niggas real funny, real funny, real funny Real, real eyes about the fake and the truth The hate and the love and the hate be from you The love from a place that is loyal to whom be loyal to you, my nigga